When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? This is Stephen Michael from the Grown Up Rock Podcast. When I'm not texting insults back and forth with the two idiots known as Tom and Zeus, and I need a little something to pick me up, I turn on and turn up the Shout It Out Loudcast because I can't sleep at night without knowing how Paul Stanley came up with those clever lyrics to Love Gun. Now, crank it up. group for you, Tony. This is their latest album, which I'm going to show the camera right here. But before we see them perform, I want you to meet one of the members of this act close up. Here from KISS is Gene Simmons. And we're back! <laughs> hey, what's up there, KISS Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 79, The Mike Douglas Show. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing because this is just going to be a fun one. It smells what? like garbage in here. <laughs> well, you know, the stars of the 70 were as hygienic. I feel like we, we have like the Mike Douglas show set up here. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Sit on a couch, have my helmet hairdo all well, set up. We will talk about this, the Mike Douglas show and set up uh, very soon because there's a lot to talk about with that. Yeah. But before we do, how the heck are you? Great. Uh, I hope everybody had a uh, a good 4th of July. Hope everybody had more luck than uh, Saul at the beginning of our last episode and, and didn't blow off any fingers or anything. But no, it was great. Good uh, good time. Good to get away. And uh, and we're back at it right now. Great. Yeah, 4th of July, always fun family time for us. I know you did family time upstate, up in New Hampshire. Yep. Right? Yep. So, yeah, we, uh, it, was, it was nice. Nice to get back, though, to reality. No holidays for quite some time. Just right back at the daily grind. And uh, when we do that, we do a KISS podcast, Tom, if you're aware of that. So what do we talk about on this KISS podcast? We talk about KISS, proper properties of KISS. Okay. So it's sort of social, demented and sad, but social. Exactly. So what's going on in KISS world? Kiss world, uh, nothing really. I mean, uh, you know, there's no news on the on the U.S. leg of the tour. But what's interesting is, so we we have tickets for the Labor Day show, uh, Labor Day weekend show. I think it's September fourth at the 
the place in Mansfield, Mass. So I went on that website, like their calendar of events. Literally every show has been canceled and rescheduled except for the Kiss show. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. So so I don't know what Kiss is waiting for. I mean, it, it, the, the, that U.S. leg starts in about five six weeks, and there's been no official word yet. So I mean, it's it's going to be postponed. We know that, but no news on the tour. But uh, we did have some big news regarding your favorite member of the band. Oh, before you do that, the Kiss Cruise did oh, sell yeah. out. That's right. Yep. So that that happened. It sold out the last time they opened it back up because of the post moment. But the Kiss Cruise for 2021 has sold out again. Yep. There is a waiting list. Hopefully you guys get on it. I will be on the cruise. So I hope to see a lot of you maniacs out there. Please let me know if you are going. I will certainly love to meet up and say hello. And uh, maybe I will want to know because I'll want to avoid you. Who knows? <laughs> or, or they might want to avoid you. Oh, yes. Especially if there's a, a, a performance of I want you on oh, the boat. Hopefully it's outdoors. In the middle of the set, Paul just goes, wait a minute. What is that gas of wind that just went by? Oh, pew. Yeah. But what was the other big, what what was the other big story? What was the other big story we saw yesterday that everybody was going crazy about? (laughs) Your your eyes are going crazy. What? (laughs) My eyes are going crazy. Yes. Um, The other big story is out of nowhere. Surprisingly, here comes Peter Chris. He comes and makes an appearance. Peter Chris, my favorite member of Kiss. And what did you think when you saw it? I'm going to be completely honest with you. All, all jokes aside, I'm not going to. I'm, tr- I'm going to try to not be melodramatic here. I got a little emotional watching it. Um, yeah, Tommy, and I'll tell you why. Oh Jesus! It sounds like uh, you know you're getting a little overreactive today. I love Peter. You know, I know he's your guy. Uh, I'm a fan of his solo album. We both are admittedly and, and not ironically. We, we legitimately enjoy the solo album for what it is. I like that song. Don't you let me down, but it was just nice to see him. And I think the reason why I was getting kind of emotional watching is I was getting a little nostalgic and, you know, <laughs> you, you know, he looks our, like we've said before, like our heroes are getting older. You know, he looks like an old kind of like an older guy which he is but i thought it was fun to see him i thought the fact that it was completely and totally unexpected it was just something really nice and enjoyable to see it i was it just made me happy to see it okay so i do want to address one asshole who was a friend of ours so of course he's an asshole <laughs> um and that's Baco from the cobras and fire podcast we've yeah, been Bac- on recently go after um, him look for your episode dropping shortly uh he does a uh, a segment of Cobras and Fire where he discusses the top 25 albums listed by Rolling Stone for grunge. Obviously, the, the, that list sucks because it's Rolling Stone doing exactly. a list. Right. But you have one coming up when he does uh, Screaming Trees, at, right? Correct. I already did one with on the Stone Temple Pilots album, Purple, which you all know is a favorite of mine. So notwithstanding that, and I hope he doesn't take Tommy off the list because I'm going to shit on him right now. But he put on that this was embarrassing. An old man doing karaoke. If it's my dad, okay. 
but a storied musician. This only cements the idea that he's dumb and clueless when it comes to music. You'll never see Don Henley, Phil Collins, or even Brett Michaels share something this bad. First of all, <laughs> Phil Collins, Don Henley, and Brett Michaels? The Where Brett does Mi- Brett Michaels fit into that? The Brett Michaels thing threw me for a loop because I'm like, okay, Phil Collins, Don Henley, they're both vocalists, they're both drummers. The Brett Michaels thing, what are you doing? Phil Collins with his Phil Collins and Genesis catalog? Yeah. Maybe a top 10 selling artist of all time and a, tre- and a tremendously underrated drummer as well as yeah, well a, a talent correct don henley and the eagles are definitely a top 10 so correct Where the fuck does brett michaels fit well, into that but i think that was his point i think he was trying to say that not even someone as horrible as brett michaels i don't know i hope that's where he's going but regardless this only proves my point and does and shows why he's so fucking wrong. Peter is retired. What do you do? His fucking farewell concert like five years ago? Yeah. He's retired. He doesn't do this stuff. His friend puts him on the spot. Obviously, this isn't him doing what Paul tries to do in his home studio or other artists are doing on COVID-19, where they're trying they put on their best performance, best stuff, and try to do a, a live performance. This is him just being like, all right, fine. I'll play a version of this, a karaoke, and I'll sing over it on a microphone. I might as well be doing it right now on Audacity, singing the song. That's about where he was going. Off the cuff and doing it, I thought he was excellent. Here's a guy that is, you know, gave his fans just something to see him doing. And the smile at the end of the video that he gives, that's the part that I agree with you that I get emotional about. Like, he... You know, he may have his demons. He may be a prick at times. He may be the the biggest whining fucking, you know, <laughs> flipping out like temper tantrum brat there is sometimes. Whatever. He's still our Peter Chris from our band Kiss. And to see that smile on his face, like a genuine happiness to this, you know, man who's in the twilight of his age is fucking is heartwarming. I, I, that's I all agree. I can say is heartwarming. Yep. Why the fuck would you take the time to write on my shit that this is embarrassing? Okay, first of all, it's Baco. Yeah. He 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 <laughs> he, he exists just to jab you, poke you. Yeah. To, especially especially you because he knows you love Peter. Yeah. So it's it's funny that you say that. I know it was kind of a rhetorical question. I know. I'm but joking. The, the I know. point is though. When you do shit like that, you, you know, if if he put that out and I commented and then he says this is embarrassing, I get it. But yeah, yeah. he's he's he likes he is one of those Eddie Trunk type Kiss fans that likes to say, "Oh, I like Kiss, but only the things that people will find to be cool." And I was never into the stupid silly shit. I was <laughs> never into this. Like that shit's beneath him. But he only oh. likes the cool part of Kiss, right? Sorry, Eddie Trunk Pot too. Oh so, boy. I, I I'm just saying he just seems to always kind of deflect this stuff. And his fucking shit list of favorite kiss songs, that's embarrassing. So I, I wouldn't want to go down that list. What did he have that you were flipping out about? What do you have? Boomerang in his top ten or something? Something stupid. But see, that's what I mean. It's like it's 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 twisting the night. Everybody knows boomerang is a fucking horrific song. <laughs> yeah. Horrific. 
nobody gene doesn't have that in his top 10 <laughs> so no, no one else has either i've got this new classic kiss song for you the fan <laughs> yeah yeah the fan no s at the end <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, you know, and I love him. Honestly, I like Baco. He's funny and stuff. Absolutely. But I just got to give him shit back. You know, the, the whole, the whole thing of this episode of Peter, how, how many times have we've done this on this show? We're like, Peter, nothing. No one's heard anything. No one's seen anything. Yep. You know, you had funny people be like, Jesus Christ. When he was like in his twenties, he had gray hair. Now he's in his eighties, whatever. And he's got jet black hair again. Like, and the thing, but he looked happy and healthy. He looked great. And the thing that but pisses he, and the thing that pisses ahead. me off, the thing that pisses me off is that I found out about this scrolling through Twitter. And of course, Stuart oh. was the I'm like, ah, oh, God. He ruined it. No, he did. I'm like, so so I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like, I, I got I'm like, I can't retweet something from fucking Stuart. I gotta find another source that had this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a very good friend of mine. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Well, of course he is. And this comes from the fact that I am so close with Ace and and Peter as well, but certainly Ace. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's so wonderful to see Peter, you know, in his element, just having fun with the music and, and singing a song that me and you both, both like. It's not a Kiss album. It's not. We talk about it all the time, but it's something that we both enjoy. And God bless Peter. I'm happy to see him. Although he does look in like an old Italian grandfather it moves around and like one too. Especially <laughs> in that, especially in that house, that furnished house that looked like the <laughs> like the, the the most like Italianly decorated like <laughs> interior, you know. But God bless him, like you said. And, and and you look at how easy something like that is to do. Is take a video and throw it on Twitter and fa- it's not a big project. And, and 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 the fact that he did it, like you said, it was just exciting because no one heard from him at all, at all. He put it out there, warts and all, didn't give a yep. shit, sang a karaoke version exactly. of his song. Yep. You know? Yep. Remember when our other topic used to do that? When the pandemic hit? And then I saw he must have got some criticism because then he started doing Harder Than Hell, where he's kind of like whispering the lyrics because he doesn't want to sing. And he's like just doing the guitar part. When he's the singer, I don't know why he's not singing the song, but from that, he's transformed himself into more. So just when you thought you were out, Tom, Pandemic Paul pulls you back in. Now I'm, now it looks like a fucking a parody account. I said this last week. Now it's just full blown. And... Anybody who has been paying attention to our recent episodes here, we, we've introduced the character known as Pandemic Paul, formerly known as Paul Stanley of the, of the band Kiss, in case you follow him on Twitter and you might not know that. So so after we recorded last week, we, we talked about the condolences that he issued for um, Benny Mardona's rest in peace. Well, since then, there's been another Twitter condolences by someone, Nick Cordero. I'm not. I'm going to pretend I don't know who that is. I don't know. He's, if he's like a Broadway. Broadway. Actor okay. Stuff, yeah. Rest. Rest in peace, Nick Cordero. He passed away from uh, coronavirus. Paul Stanley. You know, did his condolences. Whatever. Great. 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 No problem. Wonderful. Then we get the full blown pandemic. Paul here. The <laughs> the pompous, condescending, smarmy, dickish Paul posts a picture with Emily, who I believe that's his daughter. Okay. For, first, let me premise preface this by saying, it, 
I'm not going to get into the veracity of the whole mask debate, whether you wear them or not. That is fine. I, I, I that is I've said this before. The contents of his tweet in terms of politics or or whatever, that's not my issue. OK, so he, he posts a picture of him and his daughter wearing masks saying, don't listen to the conspiracy theorists or the graduates of the Internet University of Medicine. <laughs> OK, so, so, okay, okay, fine. Wear your mask. First of all, Paul, if you, you think you know everything about wearing a mask, it proves that you don't because you're on the fucking beach wearing one <laughs> where the experts have said that a mask is to be used when social distancing isn't necessary in an outdoor place. You're on the fucking beach at sunset. So you look like an idiot doing that, but whatever. Then that wasn't enough. So last night he posted a picture of a, young boy and young girl dressed as nurses and posts to all the junior doctors and experts out there. Thank you for your COVID insights and advice. What the fuck are you trying to do? Paul, I said this before I posted, I tweeted from my personal account, insulting your fans, whether you're strongly that that's, that's not the way to do it. Okay. And again, everybody has their own opinions on the mask and the severity of the virus and the, and the experts and what they think. Fine, fine. But you're the, the, the pomposity and the increase. If it isn't, I just made it up. (laughs) Pompousness. I think pomposity is a word. I don't know. Somebody will correct us, but, but this is what I'm saying. Like, first of all, like, you're you're posting pictures of little kids dressed as doctors to insult people and and you're saying the internet university of medicine and junior doctors and experts thank you why what does that do and i understand that there are paul stanley fans and i understand that there are fans that agree with him but why do you have to be a dick about it whether it's whether it's something i agree with or something i disagree with somebody like paul stanley should be doing something a little bit better like kind of like gene simmons He's kind of quiet. He's kind of a little bit, you know, he, he he's not as he's not as obvious with his dickishness. If he's even being a dick, I don't think he is. I think he's being kind of funny with some of his comments. But, Paul, I don't understand what you're doing here. And it's getting really ridiculous now. And a lot of other people feel the same way. Yeah, I think it was I think it was the picture of him on the bike with his tiny Tim hairdo that like pushed you over the edge. I think he's just annoying the shit out of you no matter what he does. If he, So if he comes out, peace be on to everybody, you're going to be like, fucking pandemic ball. Not true. No, that's not true. But but seriously, if anybody didn't see this picture, it's it looks like it's a boy and a girl. It's almost like a, they're like a, it's a Halloween costume picture. Yeah. You know, I'm like, dude, what like with all due respect, you're making fun of the of the Internet University of Medicine experts and the junior doctor. Who the fuck are you? With all due respect, who are you, Paul? It, you just you. This is proving that the book you just wrote is horseshit about being the person that you should be, and and uh, relationships, and strength, and doing, living your best life, and doing. All, and then you come out here and you just continue to insult people and be a, a prick about you it. Remember all. how he wrote in the book, and he was saying, "I'm not telling you what to do." Oh, yeah. I'm telling you what I do that I think works for me. Yep. So why don't you write if under that theory, 
I'm wearing a mask so I can protect my family and the ones that I love because I think this is the best thing I can do. Perfect. Hopefully you guys can too. Perfect. I wear this. I believe that my health, my kids' safety is the most important thing. I'm wearing a mask. Like Perfect. Paul Stanley's Perfect. wearing a mask and Paul Stanley says he does it for his family. Okay. And, but, and, not, and, and, but not. Oh, yeah. All you fake wannabe doctors in like Internet School of Medicine, you children. Here's a photo of you. Like, it's just. And then he writes, end of story. Oh, okay. Okay. The, the, the guy who wrote Bang Bang You is going to tell me end of story when it comes to them wearing a mask. Okay. <laughs> Fucking pandemic, Paul, man. <laughs> yeah, just, I just, I'm waiting. I'm, 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 wait, I'm waiting for fucking virus Vinny to make an appearance. <laughs> Vinny is a virus. <laughs> just stay away from him. God knows what's going to come when he comes. Hey, from. at least we're not getting pandemic Peter or no. as, or as our friend Jack Pinocchio. <laughs> Called him. At least we're not getting COVID Chris. Everybody's got a nickname. COVID Chris. But anyways, that's my weekly rant on the uh, pandemic, Paul. So stay tuned. I'm sure there'll be more. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. 
we're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Yeah. Poor, poor pandemic, Paul. Wow. We had some polls from last week's episode. How did we do last week? Yeah. So last week's episode was all about the Spirit of 76 Destroyer Tour. Fun episode, and the poll was, which of these songs that were on that tour would you have liked to have seen played on the End of the Road tour? And choices were King of the Nighttime World, Nothing to Lose, Strutter, and Firehouse. Strutter ran away with it, 40% of the vote. Actually, wow. not run, Actually, I shouldn't say run away. They took 40%. I'm just looking at it again closely. King of the Nighttime World had 36%. Yeah! So, so those two songs took 76% of the votes and firehouse and nothing to lose. Got about 12% each. Love those so, songs too. Yeah. So, but I was surprised at how like that firehouse and nothing to lose just took a beating, but strutter and King of the nighttime were all huge, huge favorites amongst fans. So yep. that was a good, that was a good one. Yeah. And the episode itself got a lot of feedback. I think it was, I love the idea of us doing tours. I think mm. hitting this, exactly on 4th of July weekend was excellent. We got great feedback on this. So want, do you want to start? What did we get? Yeah. So I'll read, I'll start off with, we got a, uh, a Facebook messenger, like direct message um, on our, on our shout it out loudcast page. This is a good one from our buddy, Rick rare. He said, what better way to start a podcast than have than with Saul blowing his fucking hand off. <laughs> That was Zeus and I talked about that. We're like, we, we have to throw that jerky boys clip in here somehow. And then Zeus said, why don't we start the episode with it? So that was, that was awesome. And then, uh, then we got some good stuff on Twitter. Um, our buddy Murph said, uh, that I need to get the blood pressure checked because pandemic Paul is hazardous <laughs> to my health. Well, that was last week. So who knows what's important about this week? All right. Now I'm very angry here. Then our good friend, Sean Dahan had some really, uh, it sounds like he's, he's in the know here because he had some pretty good comments about the episode. He said, speaking of the stage, there are four complete show videos from this tour, two in color, two in black and white. I'd love to see those. Cause I don't think there are any of the kissologies or anything. He said, the God of thunder machine can be very clearly heard in the same video. The crystals can be seen in the videos. Some of the most famous kiss bootlegs came from this tour. Let's see. He said, uh, the colored lightning bolts and the clouds can best be seen uh, during Black Diamond on the Anaheim show. The smoking, burning cityscape can be seen in the same video. So pretty cool. Then he also says, great episode, great idea. You guys mentioned that they were still on the rise for this tour. For all intents, the band didn't even really exist until that first album came out in 74. This tour was only two and a half years from that. That's crazy. Then he ended with this good one. I forgot to mention Epic fail on your pot by not having the 4th of July by Keel as your intro music. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Sean Hammond said, this is exciting. I was five years old and I saw the Spirit of 76 poster on my cousin's wall. I had been a Kiss fan since he introduced me to Alive six months earlier. I was immersed. Mark ain't John. I love that name. Love you guys. Another great episode. 
Um, another new new listener, or at least he's getting involved a little bit more. Josiah Horn says, great episode. I'd love to hear you guys talk about the revenge tour. Eventually it'll happen. That's the tour. I wish I could go back in time to see since I wasn't even born. Also, did I hear you say that one of the guys in quarantine played with Luke Bryan? And we got into a conversation. I said, yes, the drummer Kent Sluker plays with uh, with Luke Bryan's band. Um, so just good stuff, as always. You know, good interaction, good feedback. So thank you for that. Yeah. And that, that was Twitter. On Facebook, feedback has been great lately, guys. So in the meantime, please continue it. Keep it up. We love getting it. And for us, it's a huge, like... Uh, plus to discuss a lot of your feedback on their episode. So the great Jack Pinocchio. Great insight to the story of the spirit of 76 things. I never knew this was my favorite era. Look sound stage, the whole lot of kiss it's raw fresh. And I think it was their best, very good set list. If I had to make my own and then he just gives us his set list, which a lot of people do. And that's awesome. We love when you guys do that. Dave Mitchell, the show at the middle school gym was a special contest that the Mars bars promoted. The winning school had kiss play. It was not part of the standard tour. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. David Kathy, who always seems to chime in that he was at a show. I don't think there's ever been a kiss concert that he's never been to. I think David Kathy is about 98 years old. <laughs> yeah, for all the things that he's done. I was at the Nashville show, July 21st, 1976. Uh, and then David Woo! This is my favorite era. Can't wait for listen this episode. Woo! With the rocket ships. <laughs> I love that. Scott love Donaldson from Down Under. Looking forward to listening tomorrow. I love getting these Facebook stuff. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated with the feedback. We also did get that, you know, and it wasn't specifically, Tom, about this episode. It was uh, a text, uh, excuse me, a text, a tweet that we got late last night that I have to discuss today. Okay. And uh, I, I, I'm seeing this at like 12 something last night. Uncle Paulie, who we love, he writes, okay, the one hour, 27 minute to one hour, 27, 40 of this podcast episode, which was the episode where we discussed Ace Fraley trouble walking. This is the greatest 40 seconds in the history of podcasts. <laughs> I've listened to that portion at least 20 times and even brought a couple of my kids in to listen to it as well. You two are the best. That's, That's the awesome. part where we and you were talking about like how lyrics and stuff are just silly with these fucking, yep. you know, oh, bad boys or wild boys or going crazy in the streets where the boys are back in town shit. Daryl did a great retweet of that. And you can see it. He tweeted that too, as well. That section of it. It's great stuff. I love when we get stuff about this. Uh, so uncle Polly, thank you for that text. Late last night, I saw it. I was dying laughing. You made me pull up our own podcast and look at stuff. So we <laughs> love when you guys do that. And that was, that was great. awesome. Yep. Yeah. And we also had one more poll, which is hilarious for the <laughs> fact that it solved nothing. <laughs> we were discussing whether we should have our live cast on Sundays or Friday nights. We've had him on both. They seem to not change really the volume of watchers 
but we thought maybe one might be better than the other. What was that poll split? <laughs> it was exactly 50-50. Literally, not 51-49. And no, we didn't get two votes. Yeah. It was... <laughs> It was 50-50. So I guess, like Zeus and I said, I guess it doesn't matter when we do it then. <laughs> yeah, so it means that we can do it on either nights. And it wouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> right, game. right, right. So at exactly. least we figure that out. Yep. So we got that out of the way. And uh, what else do we usually do when we get uh, excited about something, Tom? Oh, when we get excited, it's there's only one place to go. That's your good friends at adamandeve.com because free stuff is awesome. But free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, special gift for her, and a third item you will both enjoy. And don't forget those six free spicy movies and free shipping. Promo code loudcast adameve.com. Great job. So, Tom, we um we wanted it. We've well, you know, everybody I think that's in the KISS Army is familiar with the KISS appearance on the Mike Douglas show. And just like we always do, we're like, ah, do you want to make an episode out of it? Can we? It wasn't that long of an appearance. We're like, we can fucking make an episode out of this. There's a lot can- for us to do. We can make an episode out of anything. Believe me, yeah. we can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Kiss made their appearance. The Mike Douglas show was basically a daytime talk show. Uh, the guy was pretty much, I think he was like a lounge singer for a little while, had a straightforward, kind, like very harmless personality, friendly a nice guy kind of attitude. Mike Douglas. Oh, Mike Douglas. You know, Mike Douglas used to make me moist when I watched the show. I would get, I admit it, I would get moist when I watched the show. Only white man ever did that to me was Mike Douglas. Uh, and he would do uh, a daytime talk show. He introduced a lot of things. I know that he's famous for having like Tiger Woods on when he was two years old. Like yep. stuff like that. He had a lot of famous people on. And. Mike Douglas show he used to be in Cleveland. I think it ended up being in Pennsylvania. It was on for like 20 years, 61 to 81. So we're looking at now, this was in Pennsylvania when they're filming this April 29, 1974. The debut album is out. So now they're doing some promotional stuff and you know, they probably bill is probably looking for somewhere to put them, you know, the easy place, an easy find would be Mike Douglas. And I, I can tell you this because I'm a big Elvis fan. Elvis, when he'd come on certain shows, people were sometimes courteous to him. And then other people would see him and like snicker in, or demean him or, or try to marginalize or condescend towards him. That could have been, this is Kiss's first TV appearance, correct? First, like, like interview or sit down and talk. Yes. Right. Yes. So Mike Douglas could have easily been rolling his eyes, condescending, could have been like, what the fuck is this? He was not. He was a straight man. He wasn't a jerk. He treated them respectfully. And I, you know, for someone that, you know, like I said, being a big Elvis fan, I saw how people would treat him. 
as like something out of this world. Like, where the fuck is this? How like this isn't Kiss, you know, by nineteen seventy five, and people have seen them, and now they're out there. This is Kiss not even really have a following in going on TV, and he didn't seem to blink an eye. He was friendly. He was respectful. So I think he was a, a perfect choice to bring him on. So anything you want to talk about the background, the Mike Douglas show before I break down, like how the show began and everything. Yeah. So no, like you said, so the, the Mike Douglas show, you know, he was like a, like a Merv Griffin type of guy. Like he was a very like friendly, safe, um, you know, he wasn't, you know, critical. He, you know, he genuinely, genuinely kind of enjoyed having his guests on. It was a safe and friendly place um, to be. And it was funny because um, I'm, I'm referencing some material from a book that I've been raving about that Zeus needs to get um, and not to be confused, confused with uh, Julian Gill, but there is a series out there called the FAQ series. You know, they do it on uh, black Sabbath, Zeppelin, U2, Pink Floyd. And there's one called kiss FAQ. It's called All That's Left to Know About the Hottest Band in the Land, written by Dale Sherman. It is an amazing book. If you don't have it out there, you have to get it. And there's a section in this book about KISS TV appearances, and they kind of briefly talk about the Mike Douglas show. So like Zeus said, this kind of show, you know, back in 1972, Mike Douglas had uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono on, and he had them on as a, as a, for, for a week as yep, co-hosts. Yeah, and and that was something that Mike Douglas would do, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But the Mike Douglas show was a place where musicians and rock stars, per se, could could feel safe. Like Zeus said, a, a lot of other of those shows, you know, they considered rock stars as people to be you know pitied or made fun of rather than showcased, um, and they didn't know, really know how to record their performances. So Mike Douglas, like Zeus said, and like we've said, he, a safe place to start. So with that being said, we can kind of continue kind of okay. like getting in, getting into the appearance. So you said it was taped April whatever, 29, 1974. And it aired May 21st, 1974 was the TV air date. Yep. Yep. Okay. So Gene comes out and you know, Mike makes the introduction, shows up the debut album. Gene comes out smiling, hamming it up, tongue out. People must have been like, what the fuck is this? But it was like kind of like a giggle laughter, like, <laughs> like, what the hell are we going to make of this? Like, is this a joke? Is this, you know, kiss the concept of kiss wasn't like known. So they didn't know if this was a joke and he takes his makeup off and he just wears it like. And so he comes out and on this specific point in the episode, in the specific point of the episode. He has the comedian, the old lady there, Tudo. What the fuck is her name? Tody. Tody. Tody Fields. Tody Fields. Yep. Not to be confused with Tootie from the Facts of Life. <laughs> yeah, Tootie. So, how do you say your name? Tody. 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 Now I'm Tootie Fields. Right. Yep. He has Robert Klein, the comedian, in you know who's young at the time. Some sort of TV personality named Ben Hunter. So, you know, Gene comes, uh, they're already sitting down. Gene comes out. They all stand. Uh, Cody sits down. She doesn't stand up. Gene comes over and shakes her hand. And then he shakes the other two gentlemen's hand where I think uh, he didn't know he was about to sit down. And Mike Douglas is like, no, no, no. Say hi to these guys too. And Gene shakes their hand. And if you watch 
Robert Klein shakes his hand and then looks at the camera, looks away, and rolls his eyes like, what the fuck? Buddy, you're making our people look bad. I think it was kind of the same because I, I don't know if they all were, but I think everybody else there was Jewish as well. Yep. So he was rolling his eyes like, what the fuck is this? Anyways, so Gene comes in and he sits down, you know, and uh, kind of in a slouch kind of mood. And I, I don't know what to make of it. Does Gene look nervous? Maybe. Is Gene look confident? I don't know. But apparently the, the, the story was that, hey, uh, he wants to talk to one of you guys, interview before you perform. And they all looked around and Gene says, I'll do it. You know, of course, Gene's the confidence. He loves being in front of the camera. I couldn't see Paul doing it. So the, the point that I was trying to make is like, this is the first of the demon. What is he going to portray? This is the first time it's talking. Is he just going to be a demon? Is he going to stay in character? Is he going to break character? The first thing he does is just talk normal, walk over and shake hands with people. Like these old kind of, uh, I don't know, squares, if you may. And he just goes over and shakes their hands. So he's not really a demon then, right? Right. Right. So, so go ahead. No, so I was going to say, so Tody Fields for the week, she she was the guest co-host for the week. And, and Mike Douglas did that a lot. And... Um, in the book, it's like, you know, she was, she, the, the co-hosts were encouraged to kind of interact with, uh, with the guests. So it's not like she was cutting off Mike Douglas and, yeah. you know, kind of, t- kind of taking the state, t- taking the spotlight from him, that she was encouraged to be interactive. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, but like, but like Zeus said, you know, looking in, in, in Gene Simmons's book, he has a very, very quick thing about this. Um, he thanks Tody Fields in his book and he actually thanks Tody Fields in uh, his solo album, in the liner notes under thanks, he thanks Tody Fields. But it's interesting because in Gene's book, there's practically nothing about this appearance. However, in Paul's book, there's a pretty interesting section. And Zeus just kind of talked about it, how, you know, Bill's like, okay, who wants to sit in this chair and do the talking? And, and uh, Paul's like, not me. I'm, I'm staying backstage. So Paul's like, okay, I'll do it. Um, you mean and then Gene. of course, I'm sorry. Yeah, Gene do it. And then, of course, uh, Paul's like, he came off goofy. But but being the default spokesman of the band would lead to more times of him using I instead of we. Why would he do that? Those false assumptions were based on Gene's own statement. Once again, I found myself scratching my head, blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it, the, there's a reason it's in Paul's book and not in Gene's book. A, Gene was probably like, ah, you know, not a big deal. But Paul's like, oh, you look like an asshole and you sounded like an asshole. So I'm going to put it in my book to shit on you more. So pandemic paul is back in his book but i did but, i think but, he but, wants to stress that point tom to yes. make the narrative begin because it's a theme in the book that yep. gene is very eye oriented and paul was yep. the team player but and see, he starts I think, with that but see i think the exact opposite i think this whoever was going to go out there was going to be probably embarrassed whether on purpose or not gene was like i'll take i'll take one for the team i think what gene did was a team move Maybe a little bit of self-centered, yeah, I'm the demon. But, you know, I think Gene went out there, God knowing, oh, my God, I'm going on a daytime talk show host with comedians. You know, Robert Klein was young and upcoming as a, as a famous comedian. Tody Fields was a famous comedian. Mike Douglas is like, Gene's like, holy shit, I'm going to go out here. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So imagine the first impression people would get if it was Paul. Paul would have, at that point, Paul was shy, bashful, yep. quiet. People would be like, what the, why do you wear makeup then? Like, you know, it wouldn't make sense. 
Imagine if it was Ace. Oh, yeah. that like, would have been the best. Be like, what the fuck is it? Is this? Are these people slow? What's wrong with them? Yeah. Or if it was fucking Peter, probably slouching, just swearing, yelling at people, getting into a fight. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> what are you? Why are you looking at me? Why are you giving me attitude? Like, or what about? Like that? He would have been like, "What about you, you fucking bastard?" <laughs> <laughs> Now you're going to make me dig that up. Uh, so anyway, they go to Gene. So then Mike asked for like a close-up of Gene's shoes, remember? And yep. those are, imagine if he had the fucking demon boots at the time. Well, yeah, like just you- the high heels. And they're like, take a close look. The yeah. funny thing about that is, I know this is stupid. When he asked them to take a close-up of his shoes, yeah. the camera pans a little bit. And all of a sudden, behind the other guests, this is like extra or stage hand that's behind the fucking the other two, and he's caught like on the camera, and he just smiles. <laughs> it's, so <awkward. laughs> it's so stupid, but because we over review these things, oh god, these are yeah. the things. And yep. what it reminds me of, it reminds me of an airplane when that lady is singing the guitar with that sick child yeah. and it's the music and yeah. everybody just looks yep. and, then smiles, and they all go and it, yeah and, they all <laughs> and then the best is in the cockpit we're fucking oh, yeah. captain over and then kareem smile and in the back the blonde hit guy pokes his head out and smiles <laughs> the guy looks like he got caught and he's like and he just smiles. It's so stupid. I don't know what, but that's just something me and you would fucking pick up on. Of course. Um, yeah. So then the, the guys and the guy photo bombs and stumbles into the shot. I, I just thought it was funny. Right away, that fucking Toady starts in on him by you know by saying, and by the way, he's up for adoption, right? She she steals the show by far. Everybody knows the. T- I mean, for example, in 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 the Kissology DVD, the Mike Douglas clip is only three minutes long. There's a ten minute clip that's on YouTube that you can see. You do. And pretty much the and pretty much the Kissology clip is that intro. You know them showing the boots and then Toadie Fields with all of her one liners that we'll get into. So that reminds me of the, those golden age of those old time comics that were quick on their feet. That could do that stuff And she was like a TV personality That could probably go on like Friggin all those game shows And have the one liners and stuff She was excellent But she starts in on him by saying he's up for adoption Gene is going along But then Gene as soon as he says that Gene starts wiggling his face And doing that lip thing Where it looks like he's doing the blood thing And what I found interesting is Imagine if in the middle Of that Gene does the blood thing. Oh God! It <laughs> right been... in the middle of it, all of a sudden he starts blood starts dripping, and then he does ah, it starts <laughs> spitting up blood everywhere. I think those people would flip out. I think I think the show would have been canceled, taken off the air. People were like, "What the fuck is this?" That would have been so insane. There but he been... looks like he's doing it when she says that to him about adoption. He yeah. wiggles his nose and starts doing his lips tight. Check yep. it out. And I think it's funny, too, because during this whole thing, from the minute he introduces him until where we are now, poor Mike Douglas looks like like speechless, like lost, yeah. like 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 yep. he's like he's like, I, I what? I don't know what this is. I don't know how to talk to this person. And then he tries to talk to him. And, yeah. you know, and then, you know, Gene's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're we're four guys, you know. 
but yeah, go yeah, ahead. We'll get he into goes, that. What are you? So this is the part that I was saying to you, Tom. Yeah. What does Gene start off the first image of Kiss? Is he going to just be in character like a wrestler would right. stay in character in the old days, like never leave? Like the Undertaker's the Undertaker. But if you saw the Undertaker at the airport, would he be like, rest in peace? Or would he be like, hey, man, that's my luggage over there, right? <laughs> so Gene, what the first question, what are you? Gene doesn't say, I'm a bat. Like he says later, he says, just a member of Kiss. And who dreamed this up? You know, Gene sighs and then slouches. So I don't know what Paul says. So his first few things that Gene says is just a member, not the leader of Kiss. Yep. Just a member of Kiss. And then Gene slides down in his chair and sighs like he's bored of being there. Uh, we all did. He doesn't say I did. or He says did. we. Like, Absolutely. You're right. What is he fucking talking about? Yep. Okay. Uh, no, I, I agree. How many members? There are four members, you know, and your audience really looks appetizing. So now he goes this. from just being general. And then I think he starts thinking, wait a minute. I think I'm supposed to go back into character. And then, you know, Mike Douglas, I don't know if he's playing along or he told them he would do this. He goes, oh, really? The crowd is like nervously laughing at this. Well, I don't know if they day, thought this was ridiculous or what. Well, it's a daytime TV crowd. And if anybody knows anything about who watches daytime TV or who yeah. attends those, it's, you know, middle America, you know, moms and stuff there, you know, you know, your, your audience looks appetizing, but, <laughs> but, but you're right. But, it, but, but the thing that makes, and look, we love Gene and we love it, but the thing that makes it looks like cringe, but, to, but cr the kind of cringe that you love is that he just, he just went from. Yeah, you know, I'm just a member of KISS, just four guys in a band. Your audience, your audience looks appetizing. It's like, well, it's like you said, something went off in his head. He's like, oh, shit, I got to be the demon here. Yep. And then, are you a bat? And he doesn't say, yes. He goes, yes. I, and, and, go member ahead. of KISS. Yes. <laughs> this is Gene Simmons. <laughs> For another yes. bat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He goes, Actually, what I am is evil incarnate, and some of those cheeks and necks really look good. Like, and then he does down. That and, is and, a settle down, Gene moment. And, and then he does the big fucking <laughs> with the <Yeah>. tongue. And, wow, Poor Mike Douglas, I swear to God, I think Mike Douglas may have soiled himself. Because he was like, oh! He was like, oh! <laughs> Mike Douglas. Let's, let's go. So we have a name for a person like Mike Douglas. And he looks like, what's the guy from fucking Fox News with the helmet hairdo? Brett Bear? What's his name? With the fucking Lego hairdo? It's like a Mort Kondracky. <laughs> he, look, he, look, he looks like a Lego minifigure. <laughs> Plop down fucking hairdo. <laughs> him and fucking, it just looks like the, the whitest man in America. Right? He, does, he looks like if you were going to make like a 70s sitcom about like a nerdy math teacher. Yeah. Like, hey, is uh, Mr. Douglas. Oh, did, did, did your mom marry Mr. Johnson? Uh, no, Mr. Douglas. <laughs> Mr. Douglas? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like the nicest kind of you know what he is? He's just like like to use a term from the 70s, he's like a square. 
Yeah. You know, there's like nothing cool about him at all. <laughs> the those Mort Kondracky fucking Brett Bear hairdos. The, the McNeil Lara report. <laughs> He's got that grosso hairdo, Lego hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> you are bad. Yes, actually, they look very. And yeah, and the tongue comes out. So that's when the crowd laughs. Gene sits back, and you know, like Mike Douglas was like stammering at that point. He was like, "What? Like raising his hand? Like what? What the fuck is going on?" And that's when the camera goes on fucking Tootie from fucking Facts of Life again. Yep, yep. And that's when her eyes start rolling. Oh god! And the yeah, camera yeah. picks up on it. Whoever the director was. Was in the crowd was loving it because they were seeing her roll her eyes. Yep. And then that's uh, you know, I I mean that's the part that I think is what everyone knows. You know, Mike tries to ask, you know, why the costume, but the crowd is still kind of laughing. Uh, and then he's just like cuts off because he has to skip the question because the crowd is just laughing at this point. He's yep. like, I can tell he's your type, uh, Tony. <laughs> and then Gene says. I really like her bat formation. And he lifts her oh, yeah, hand, right? Lifts up, lifts up her shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. To show her fucking, like, I don't know, Mrs. Roper wardrobe she was wearing, right? That fucking, <laughs> what are those her, things called? Moomies? A moomoo? Yeah. Whatever the fuck she was wearing, right? And he was lifting her arms to show that. And she asked, is your mother watching today? And you can kind of hear Gene saying, yes, he was about to say something. And then that's when she threw out the famous line. Is your mother watching today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be funny if under this, he was just a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> you should only know. <laughs> Where you I do. You can't hide the hook. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be, you know, funny if he was just a nice under there, just a nice Jewish boy. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and he's yeah. And he's like, yeah, wouldn't you like to know or something? And you then should and, only know. Yeah. And, and then comes the fucking knockout punch with the great line <laughs> that everybody knows. And you could tell, you could tell she's a comedian. Oh yeah. And then she says, I do. You can't hide the hook with her finger pointing. Gene is sitting back. And laughing, and and you can tell the smoke and the is going off inside, and the wheels are moving. Like, yep. I just fucking got owned by this old lady. Yep, I just got fucking annihilated. Yeah, and and you wonder too. Like, I know Tody Fields. She she's a comedian. That's her job. But you wonder, like, was she was she like purposely being like a dick to him or was she trying to be funny because she really kind of strips him down in front of the in front of the audience like she, I she think she was being like like uh, a, a funny relative ethnic relative and what I mean okay. by ethnic is like if you run into your own like you my Greek aunt would be like enough of this foolishness exactly he's like right, like right. his like uh, Jewish old aunt yeah, like right. you know, fucking Heim, cut the shit with this nonsense. Like Settle down. Him down. Like you're trying to act like all big. Ooh, I'm the demon. Shut the fuck up. You're go but, home and go read your you know fucking Talmud and 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 behave yourself. You're being a, you're being a wise guy. But that's my point, and and that's and that's the funny thing that you think of is like he's on the show in costume as a member of Kiss. Like I understand it's a joke. I understand she's a comedian, but like. I, I just thought, I don't know. I, I mean, it's funny and we laugh, but 
but it's funny how she wasn't just like, oh, Gene, so what, what's, you know, why did you choose this? Like, instead, she, like, strips him down and is like, oh, yeah, everybody, he's a Jewish kid from New York. Don't worry about this. I was like, ah, I'm like, I'm I like, think she, she, I don't think she was doing it to, like, embarrass the band or shit on this band from starting their career. No, I, I don't think, think so either. to say, like, listen, son, you don't need to fucking pull this shit. I know who you are. Go home to your, before I tell your mom on you. I think she was being that tough old aunt figure agreed but not meaning to be really hurtful right there's no way gene would be thanking her in future stuff if he felt that that was anything but like all in good fun absolutely no you're right and it is it is a good point because gene again acknowledges how she was a trooper and a good sport and he puts that he does put that little line in his book but it's absolutely hilarious and it's funny because that joke goes over so i have a friend um that's uh, a Brazilian guy His English is, is okay It's decent And he's a big f- fan of Kiss And we watched that video together A while back And I'll never forget He died laughing Oh I know You can tell because of the hook <laughs> oh <my laughs> God, he, yep. he picked up on that Like it translates Cultures and oh, ethnicities yeah. and everything Like yeah. that Their own people can tell their own people yep. Just like an old Italian can be like Absolutely. The guy that was doing those Native American commercials in the 70s crying about the litter. It's an old fucking Italian guy. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. Shit like that. Yep. Right. So it's just one of those things that I think it was all in good fun. I think that line to come up with that line right then and there. I think she looked him up and down when he walked in trying to be this tough guy. I'm a demon and looked at him and like, Child, what do you fucking think you're doing? Exactly. I, and now it's funny too because I know Robert Klein was young at the time, but I would have liked to have seen. I think. I think, like you said at the beginning, I think Robert Klein was probably like, "The fuck am I doing here? Like, <laughs> don't, 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 don't get, don't get me involved in this shit. Let, let Tody Fields run the show here because I don't want any fucking part of this guy." Yeah, I think. I think it's because I wonder if he was a young Spanish guy, a young black guy. Uh, a Polish guy, would she have pulled that? I now, don't know pro- if she would have no. been. I think she felt comfort a, a in calling him out. A kinship. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think she would have done it if she wasn't Jewish herself. Exactly. Oh, oh I agree. Totally. Totally. That would have gone. Well, no, like you said, it's like, it, it's, you know, she, she knows that, you know, she's a famous Jewish comedian. She knows that he's a young, famous Jewish, well, at the time, not famous. But you're right. Yeah. It's that, sa- that safe zone, that kinship. But to, for her to come up with that, think on her own two feet, not have it was a script, awesome. Awesome. It, it, it shows that certain people have talent. Comedians have talent, and some of them are born with it, and it's natural. People oh, yeah. that would entertain you, you know what yep. I mean? Yep. So, no, she, she's great. She's it great. It was fucking unbelievable, and it's legendary this day. How many people, before listening to this episode, watched that clip just for that fucking punchline? Of course. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And see Gene's reaction. Well, anyways, after that classic line, they go into the kiss content. Mike says, would you like to meet the winning couple? And this is the funniest thing. Dude, this is when it turns. When he said it. This is when it turns into like a fucking Saturday Night Live skit. I'm not. Go ahead. But when he says it, somebody in the crowd must have said something because he goes, no. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Who? Who in the 70s was doing pranks? This is like a daytime audience. Somebody's heckling Mike Douglas. (laughs) 
Would you like to meet the nice couple? No. Would you like to meet the winning couple, ladies and gentlemen? No. No, he puts his hand up like somebody said it. That is the Ugh. funniest fucking thing. Anyways, so these people come out. Apparently, they were kissing for four days, 32 minutes, and three seconds. The guy's name was Vincent Toro, although he pronounces him as Vinny Tord, and her name was Louise Heath. The couple comes out. Let me just say this. That guy, he looks like, and you would know who I'm talking about. I'm like, who does he fucking look like? You don't know him, but he's a wrestler in the WWE. He looks like the guy, Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> and also, in addition to that, he looks like a very young Sid Hyde. Whatever oh, yeah. Is Captain Spaulding. Rest in peace. He just <laughs> recently passed away. <laughs> yep. He looks like a fucking widow. He also and looks he- like a he also looks like a disheveled Jim Henson. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody spiked Jim Henson's drink with acid. And he's fucked up. <laughs> now the girl, the 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 woman, the woman's cute as hell for the time. I mean, like mid seventies, she she was she 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 had, she had like the Joyce Dewitt hairdo. Like she looked, she was looking good. Yeah, she was looking good, son. <laughs> looking good. Uh, yeah, and she had the knee high socks. I knew yeah. that that got you going. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, but I found it funny. He brings her out. No. <laughs> so this is the other thing. So they come out. <laughs> These people were making out for four days, apparently in the contest, some radio contest, I think it was W H E, whatever had this contest. They could take five minute breaks every half an hour, every hour, every hour. Imagine that Yeah, five minute breaks. But, their lips always, uh, without notwithstanding that, had to touch whether they fell asleep or not. Yep. These people were doing this for five basically days. No, How? four days. How? I, I just like, what do you do if someone's going to take a shit? Kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, make out with me. And who's watching while that guy's taking a shit? Maybe they give they, an they exception. Kiss- maybe maybe they give an exception to bathroom breaks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Honey, honey, hold on a second. I just had a fucking tamale. (laughs) I need you to come in here. They would have to watch their regiment, right? What they eat. (laughs) He's not going to. He can't be like, what are you going to have? I'm going to have a salad and a piece of bread. What are you going to have? I'm going to have the fucking pasta bowl. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have the fucking Salisbury steak frozen Swanson dinner with the brownie in it. <laughs> Pasta bolognese with a fucking tiramisu, fucking, fucking banana pudding afterwards. Well. Oh God! Imagine? There's no Hold way, on, honey. While they're making out, hold on, honey. My stomach's acting up. <laughs> Somebody just get me a bowl and have him shit in a bucket. Come on, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, and 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 the other question is, what made them stop? If if you made it for almost five days, what what was like? Oh fuck it, forget it. I think the runner-up. Wouldn't it be like, oh, the runner-up? 
stopped. Then now oh, okay. we can stop, right? Okay. All right, maybe or that was keep it. Going for a record or something. I don't well, know. Well, well, well let, let's get let's get into the fucking prize. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping fucking bombs in the middle of them <laughs> making out. Um, so I guess they if they won, they would go on to the May twenty fifth fucking back then the world kissing contest where they're gonna get some trip or something like that. Yeah. Um, they never even saw a kiss perform before. This they is just, when I this is when I was like embarrassed for Gene. They were like, "Oh yeah, the prize was supposed to be a, a concert in Toronto, but it got canceled." <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Gene's like a fucking bad promoter. Like, oh uh, yeah, well, we'll get you tickets for the next gig. Uh, no, worse than that, the prize is a fucking cruise to Acapulco. Yep. Like, I, like, I, what is that? So we're very much in love. He says we've been together for six months. No, I know the I try to find out what the story was on these people, and there are all sorts of message boards of people like they died or this guy, this they never got together, and then all these funny like, tangents. Oh, he banged her and then left her, or oh, I heard that he became a fucking like a sex fiend or something like that, or he kidnapped some young girl, he went to jail, he did some bad things. Oh, he definitely did some he he definitely looks like he's got a fucking a panel rapsy. van. He looks like he's got a fucking white panel van that slows down when kids are on the sidewalk. <laughs> well, they were in love for six months. But the, but that's the that's one of my one of the funniest parts. You talk about picking up little things during this. So when uh, Mike Douglas is like, "Oh, how long have you been together?" Oh, yeah, we're very much in love. We've been together for six months. And then you listen. There's like that, like an awkward silence, and Mike Douglas goes, "Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's marvelous." <laughs> and then it's just like, what the fuck do we? Do? What do I do now with these people? Like, like it was the most awkward setup for conversation. It, yeah, lo- it like looked like, like it lo- it SNL looked- skit. Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen, and I'm Terry Rialto, and you're listening to the, the delicious, delicious Dish on National, National Public Radio. Radio. <laughs> now, Terry, the days are getting longer, and the mercury is rising. <laughs> it sure is, Margaret Jo, and that can only mean one thing: summer. Summer. <laughs> Now, one of my favorite things about summer is that you can have your meals outside. That is neat. Yeah, it's fun. Because <laughs> it's warm. It's warm outside. Yeah. <laughs> Summer's my favorite season. Same here, because it's hotter than the rest of the year. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it's neat, isn't it? It's fun. It's neat. Yeah, it's neat. It's good times. <laughs> exactly. Look like it, like... Kramer did a better job on his Merv Griffin set. I mean, I yeah. felt bad. I felt bad for Mike Douglas. I did because it was just like I got fucking this guy with his face painted. These two fucking hippies who've known each other for six months who just won a kissing contest. What am I doing on my own show right now? Yep. And the <laughs> funny thing is, I forgot to mention when they come out, these two have been making out for four fucking days straight. Yeah. Gene doesn't know to fucking move aside. Oh, so I know that they was can't awkward. keep apart. Yep. But all it takes is the demons for two seconds to break them up. He he sits in the middle, so they're like, uh, okay. They're trying to like hint, like move over something. He just sits in the middle and plops himself down. So they're like, okay, I guess I sit there and you sit over there. Yeah, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole the whole thing was just awkward. It really was. Oh, uh, and they're like, okay, have you ever heard this band? They're like, no. <laughs> but apparently. Before that, they they did. I heard the rumor was that they did win the prize like of a thousand dollars, and they donated it 
to a friend whose house burned down. It's Cri- man? Chriselle. Are you the burn man? Yes. Wow. And then when the other people heard about that, they gave him the trip and other stuff too. When the yep. contest people heard about that, they gave it away. Yep. So I guess they had a happy ending for a little bit. There you but go. After the guy says, Mike Douglas says they're coming back after a break. If you notice when they go to break, Gene does like voodoo hands. You know that thing that Paul yes. be like, ooh, yeah. like with their fingers and stuff? Yep. He does that to the camera. And now we're finally at the part where they go into the one song that they perform. And they perform Firehouse. Anything you want to say about the performance, Tom? I love seeing old, early, raw, up-and-coming Kiss. I mean, everybody loves, you know, the Love Gun, the Destroyer. Yeah. But but seeing a band that's like just like a like a garage band, it 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 was awesome. They sounded cool. They looked cool. I like those early half-ass costumes that they had. You know, we talk about the, how the Destroyer costumes are so awesome. These guys, they just look badass. Yeah. I, the first thing I have here, Tom, as well, raw. Yep. Ace is bopping around. Peter, in the beginning, if you notice the song in the background, he kind of vanishes a little in the middle. She'll adore you, Space. Yep. And she'll floor He's doing his, he's doing, hitting the drums and his hands back up in the air. He's all animated in the back, if you watch. So yep. Peter's all animated. Paul looks confident. You can yeah. tell he wouldn't have been confident if he got put there to interview, but on the stage, he looks confident. And then G-Man's got the demon look, hamming it up, doing like the frog leg dance that he does. You know what Abs- I mean? Absolutely. Like bopping his legs like a frog. Peter, I think, looks super fucking cool, although I, you can't really see his makeup. It almost looks as bad as the makeup from the debut album look. Yeah, you, you can't, can't really, really you, tell. You can't, you can't really tell exactly what it is because they because poor Peter they never zoom in on him during the performance, but he he just he just looks he just looks badass. They all do. Yeah, I love the harmonies. Oh yeah. Um, but the video flashing was gonna give me a fucking seizure after a bit, dude. The 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 jump cuts or the editing of that. I don't yeah. know if they. I don't know. I mean, I know it was early seventies. They were probably trying to be cutting edge. It, right now, in in the in two thousand twenty, it's horrible. It's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. You get a headache. Yeah, I'm fucking having a seizure. Like like the stuff you see when you play video games. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to put that up before you see this video. And yeah. then the smoke comes out when the siren part goes out. The sirens, the red lights go on. Gene gets basically blanketed by the smoke. You don't even see him. Yeah, exactly. And then what is, happens at the end then? Gene comes out and the, the sirens are roaring and everything. And Gene comes out and does his fire breathing thing. It just looks fucking great. It just in that crowd, that crowd must have been like, "What the hell is going on here? Is this a circus act? What the fuck was that?" Exactly. Yep, it was awesome. I think that performance is fucking legendary. I agree. Absolutely. I love it. Great version. You can tell on the harmonies. You can tell Paul and Gene going back and forth. The performance looks great. Peter looks badass back there. Ace is in in rare form. It's just. So kick ass. Yep. Fucking love it. So yep. and you and it's funny when you, you watch, might go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's funny. You you look you think of Kiss's career and you look at how quickly their career moved. This was 1974. Just five years later, they were dressed up as Super Kiss for the Dynasty Tour. Like you just think of how quickly everything just evolved for them. They went from this like this just 
raw street band, you know, and they just look that they look like that in, in this. And, and like you said, it's just an iconic performance. For the first time seeing them on TV talking and things like that, you must be like, what the fuck did I just witness? Yep. Seriously. And it's and it's more brilliant from Bill Coin. Yep. It, it, it's it's Bill Coin's brilliance and marketing and, and TV background. Be like, get these guys on this show. It's a daytime show because when they did the Dick Clark thing that was just a live performance and that was a nighttime show yeah. so this was like their first like daytime exposure to, to you know families and like moms or kids you know it's a daytime show it's not a rock and roll program that no people, you know you're right absolutely right. right Tom. so what we're gonna do now is we did another previous episode where we talked about kisses tv performance and that was the episode that we did the paul lynn halloween special and because we love lists and we know our listeners love list. We're going to try to rank these. And so the Paul Lind uh, show, which we previously discussed, was a little bit later on in Kiss's career. And, you know, uh, Tom, I want to hear your thoughts first about the differences in what you prefer. And then at the end, basically say, which do you rank higher for you? And not just performance, rank the overall show and everything. If you're going to say, hey, I can only watch one thing. I like this better than this. And it doesn't just have to be the songs, but just overall, what do you like better? Yeah. So Paul, uh, so on the Paul Lynn show, Kiss looks amazing. The, the, the Destroyer costumes, that stage setup, those flaming chandeliers when they bring the, the piano out for Peter. You know, it looks awesome. However, all those performances are lip synced as opposed to the performance on the Mike Douglas show. They're playing. They're singing. And they just look, they just look hungry and and raw and kick ass and young, and that combined with the with the silliness of the Gene interview, silly, silly. You know, the Paul Lynn thing stands on its own. It's got its own kind of cheesy kind of comedy, but I, I like that Mike Douglas segment, the the interview, and I just like that live, like raw performance of Firehouse. So for you, it's number one would be the Mike Douglas show. Number two would be Paul Lynn Halloween. Correct. Yep. Okay. So for me, it's very close. But one of the things that won me over is what you said. Paul Lynn's show, I don't think ages as well. I think the jokes are cornier. I didn't realize how bad, you know, him fucking popping out of a cornhole, uh, you know, singing Yikes. what? Kids. <laughs> just, a, just an opportunity for you to throw that out there, too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it just. The fucking, what do you call it? Trucker? The, the rival trucker? The rhinestone trucker? Yeah. Pinky Tuscadero making out with Mrs. Brady? Oh, yeah. I wish they showed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I think a lot yeah. of the jokes now, I think it's really campy. However, you are right. The visuals are fucking iconic about them doing King of the Nighttime World, the set, the the. Peter now, which is still prevalent because you look at the end of the road, the piano and stuff, but it is lip sync. Yeah. And, you know, we don't need the fucking comments about Paul now either from all right. the fucking peanut gallery. But the version of Firehouse is raw and out of this world. Plus the Mike Douglas session uh, section of it, the interview. It's still hilarious. Yep. It still holds up. It's not like they were talking about, uh, what do you believe about the smog in L.A.? 
1974. Yeah. They, right. they, it was topical. It was about the band, and it was real quick, and it was still funny. Versus the the fucking awful like you know one line as Paul Lynn did, and you know it's just whatever. But I do I love them both. But you're right, the performance which is live got me to say I believe that the uh, Mike Douglas show ranks higher than the Paul Lynn show for me as well. Awesome, so, agreed. That's where we're at on those. Nice, great, great uh, section, Tom. What we um usually do after this is we usually go to questions. Do you have something? Yes. Uh, we'll stick with the Peter topic here. So we got a question from Jeff Mangold on Facebook and he says, as I'm listening to the rock and roll over album, it reminds me of something I've wondered about for a while. Now, Peter Chris has said in his book, yes. And it's also in behind the mask that the version of baby driver that kiss recorded in studio for the album pissed him off. Does anyone know of a different version of that song? Personally, I like the way it is, but we in, but would be interested to hear what Peter had in mind when he wrote it. So I did a little bit of research. There's, I don't think there's ever been a, like another recorded version of it, but um, that was a song that was based off of a Stan Penridge, Peter Chris song from their previous band, Lips. And in Peter's book, he calls Paul and Gene the fucking Gestapo. <laughs> Because they kind of butchered the song. And then in Behind the Mask, he says, um, the band didn't play it the way it was written. That's what pissed me off about it. Um, He said, uh, the riff was done with voices, not guitars. That's not what I wanted. Um, He said, my version had much more soul to it. They made me cut it out and sing it more straight. And that bothered me. I have a soul voice. That's my root. The original demo of Baby Driver is better than our recording. The band rearranged it. So there is no other recording, but you are right, Jeff. Peter was not happy about what they did to Baby Driver. He wanted to keep it the way that he had originally had written it with Stan Penridge. Um, I love the version on Rock and Roll Over. Um, but, of course, you know, Peter gets pissed off about a lot of things. Zeus, thoughts on, on that and the song Baby Driver in general? No, I, know we, I, mean, I know we love it, but. I, see, I, I love the versions that came out on Kiss albums. I know Peter bitches about them. But I've heard the demo stuff. Yeah, I don't know, Peter. I would probably stick with the Kiss version. But we all know Peter likes to bitch about shit. So. Oh yeah, yeah. But thank you for the question, Jeff. Good stuff. So yeah. So I don't. As far as I know, there isn't a recorded version. If there is out somewhere out there, maybe somebody can share that. But Peter wanted it to be a little bit more kind of soulful and not as straight ahead rocker. But that was his. That's his argument. But yeah, you're right. It's in his book and it's also in Behind the Mask. If you check that. Yeah, but I mean, you can find the. The baby driver ones of uh the band Louis Lips that he was in <laughs> from the right? from the from the Pittsburgh Steelers nineteen ninety <laughs> roster. Yeah, Louis <laughs> Louis Rocco. Louis Rocco. Yeah. Um <laughs> which dentist is this? This man named Mr. Rocco on uh, Bronx. Mr. Rocco, Louis Rocco. Louis Rocco? Yeah, but you can find that version. But what you're saying is the what the Kiss version of the different form of Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so we appreciate the questions. Keep them coming, Tom. Where can people find us? So we're on all the social medias: uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, reach out to us, communicate with us, uh, send us ideas, thoughts, whatever. Our email: we always. Uh, respond either we read them on the air or we'll respond or we'll do both and that's shout it out loudcast at gmail.com 
Um, we're part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast family. Tons of other rock and rap and metal podcasts, interviews, everything we're on there. And you can find us everywhere. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher reportedly was just purchased by Sirius XM. So I don't know what yeah. that's going to mean for anybody who listens to Stitcher. Uh, but And we also put up put up the audio of on YouTube. Um, we're pretty much everywhere. If there's a particular format that you platform that you listen to that you can't find us, let us know and we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, we're out there everywhere. And also check out our buddy Ed Click Tea Shop. He sells amazing Kiss inspired gear as well as awesome shout it out loudcast gear and follow Ed on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram because he always posts some cool things about his products. You know, maybe some teasers about upcoming designs. So check out Ed and check out his uh, his stuff. Yeah, and then, you know, all the methods of contacting us, please use. That means direct message either on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then obviously our email, like at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. One of our favorites actually wrote to us just before we started today, Tom, and uh, we got a message from, and this is kind of generic, but Doug Middleton loves your Pandemic Paul stuff. So he wrote, Pandemic Paul can kiss my entire ass, and that would take all fucking day. Make sure to lick the crack, you pompous fuck turd. <laughs> now, we don't condone that language towards the star child, but, you know, thank you for sending it in. And, uh, you know, we, we obviously already said ours, what we had to say about Pandemic Paul, and hopefully he comes back to the star child soon enough. But keep the emails coming. Keep the the um, the messages coming, and more importantly, keep those five star, star. child reviews coming. Uh, we love them. We get them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Please give us a five star rating on Podchaser.com. We have a couple people that use that a lot. We appreciate it that you do. We thank you for being loyal listeners, and appreciate all that you. Uh, do especially when you give us those five star reviews, which helps us move up in the categories and gives us more people uh, an opportunity to listen to us. So it's greatly appreciated, and we thank you for that. Before we get into famous last words, Tom, I just want to make a give a quick shout out. We forgot to say something last month in June. That was our best month ever. There's, you know, we obviously see downloads, we see listens and all that stuff. We had the high, we had a goal at one point that we had set and we said, oh, if we get to this, then, oh my God, yeah, how do we get to that? Uh, and then I remember talking with the Pantheon people, remember? And we were, and they said, well, I think you guys will soon get to that. We're like, we're not getting to that anytime soon. We hit it last yep. month. And we we've did. been consistently hitting that in the 30 day tracker as well, which only goes to show what it means to kind of have this community that we have you guys, the fact that you interact with us, the fact that we interact with you, the fact that we all can find a little bit of humor from our day to day grind by talking about kiss, laughing about stupid, immature shit. We're not the podcast right now to talk about, you know, the, the political strife in this world, the grievances, the death, the illness, the tour, like, you know, the, the, cancellation of tour like we're trying to have some fun if we can give you guys some fun and entertainment during this time we appreciate it and apparently this is something that you guys like so we want to continue to say thank you to you we'll do our best to grow the program but to keep it the same we don't want to all of a sudden think we're 
something different than we are. We know we're the same two people that you listened to from the beginning. We don't plan on changing that. Uh, but we do plan on trying to add a couple new things. We have a real exciting next few episodes coming up after this. But we think this one we were really excited about too. But we've got some great stuff coming up. Uh, I just had to share that, Tom. If you want to share some other stuff too, please. Floor is yours. No, I was just going to say, Zeus is right. We we don't often do teasers uh, during the episode, but we do have a couple of <laughs> pretty interesting and unique things lined up um, that we're excited about. And we hope that you guys are too. Um, and, and before we move to famous last words, I want to give a, a special shout out to uh, one of our listeners and fans. And um, I follow him personally on Twitter and Facebook. Um, huge fan of the show, huge fan of kiss and rock metal, etc. And, uh, that is our good friend, Steve V. Um, he sent us an email saying that he loved, uh, loves the show in general in the episode about spirit of 76. And he's also been sending us some, uh, some cool things about kiss via email. Um, so we want to thank Steve for that. Um, big fan of the show. Great guy. Follow him. If you haven't on his Twitter and uh, his Facebook, you know, um, he, he he shares some really cool stuff, and he's a big horror fan too. So, Steve, you're uh, we're we're soul brothers when it comes to that. So, thank you again. So, I just want to give that shout out. Awesome, famous last words. She's so easy to please, and it doesn't take money. No, no, we can have a good time when the skies aren't sunny. Settle down. That's the guy who says, end of story. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She's like bad weather, but it seems so good. You would never leave her, but you know you should. Oh, well, Tom, thank you very much. Kiss Army, thank you very much. Kiss Army, thank you guys so much. Zeus, thank you. We hope you guys had a lot of fun with this. Uh, We can take anything like this and make it fun. We had a blast. We hope you guys did too. So stay safe. Continue to try to enjoy the summer and uh, be good. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.